Hello everyone, welcome to Funky Baz and Face, three brothers talking footy. Boys, it's been a month that we have been in the room together. We're finally back together, three brothers talking footy. How good is this? Good to be back. Good to be back amongst us all. You were back last feel, week, mate. Feel the vibe. Yeah, but we are back, boys. We are, we back. are back. Well, I'll tell you what. Funky's back. Baz is back. Face never left. You never left. I'll tell you what. We're, you, we're the only one that we wanted you to go. <laughs> if there's a best team man trophy, I'll, I've got it wrapped up. But yes. Yes. Like, so you've held this team together, folks. Like up chumps would say, no one remembers who was the best team yeah, man. Yeah, you know no. what they say about the best team man. Yeah, the likeable bloke. Up chumps has been very uh, active. Active. On social media, he's reporting on uh, a romance in the car nearby. Yeah, down at the beach. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, he is all all over at the moment. Up chance. Yeah, he gave some great updates, and uh, I think he said that the, the fault that the guy did was he looked at his watch when he's breaking up with his girlfriend. He looked at the watch, and she hated that. So. <laughs> Ups chance is a fair chance for team of the week coming up. Uh, team, team of the year, year. sorry, hitting yeah, the, the centre. Up chance. Um, chumps. Um, we've got a big show tonight, boys. The sporting world has just reached a pinnacle. Bizarre, bizarre. In this last couple of weeks, hasn't it? It's just gone it has. crazy. It has. It's given us a lot of material. But as as our brothers and sisters will know, that we we take the different view. That's right. We don't go down. So if you're listening here, don't think that you're going to get a monologue on Pikey and woe is Pikey and that. We may touch on that a little bit, but we, we've got some... We'll take that different view. Haven't we, Captain? We do, we do. And uh, so we're going to talk about our followers, as we normally do. I've got a flap. I've got Funky's flap. Oh, he's not this, happy. This week. I'm not happy. Uh, Baz got another Team of the Week. <laughs> Just I mean, something different. Very interesting. <laughs> now, I listened to your Team of the Week last year about yes. um, guys that you... you don't know that you've missed them until they're, they're gone. gone. Yes. Yep. I thought it was excellent. And I was having lunch in a... I was in Melbourne. I was having lunch all by myself and I was chuckling away <laughs> over my green chicken curry. I thought it was very good. Talking about the Sky Show and... Um, Your first girlfriend. Our first girlfriend, yeah, yeah. all of those things. And, it was and very the fact good. that he mentioned Father Christmas while his kids were in the background, I thought that was brave of Faz. <laughs> I thought anyway. Shane Warne wasn't a... You don't miss him until he's gone because I thought he was like such a pinnacle with it. We always thought when he's gone... We yeah, know we're going to miss we him, just, but... We just got used to it. Like, they just... Mark Taylor throw him the ball. Yeah. He would get, like, five from the last day. Yeah. We'll win the test match. And Mark Taylor goes, how good a captain am I? <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very good team, and it was a very unique team, so I, I really enjoyed it. Do you reckon Simone Warren agreed with... Uh, didn't miss Warney? Oh. <laughs> he, he's still carving it up. I've never known a guy that can just do whatever he wants and run and goes, Warney! Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if someone else did it, They'll be like, oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> so I love that team of the week, Baz. So I'm looking forward to this week's uh, version. Would you rather? I've got a few little ones, probably from the um, sporting world this week, boys. Face has a few fresh finds from the world of sport at the moment. Boys, welcome to Face's Shed tonight. How's the spread? That's very, right. Oh, yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very good spread. And you know what? These guys that are listening don't realise this, but after we finish this, we get into the darts. Yes. And oh, we, Funky, myself, have absolutely pummeled the face in the darts. Home, so he, home ground advantage. Home ground advantage. Doesn't, doesn't no, no, no. And he records the victories up on the bit of wood, yeah. uh, board there. So There's not too many notches next to Face's name. Unfortunately, no. I got demolished by Funky a couple of weeks ago, so yeah. it just ruined my shoulder and my um, confidence. Very good. Uh, we do like the darts and celebrating in here. Who have we got as followers, Face? Uh, 131 new followers, or not new followers, 131 Twitter followers, boys. So yes. it keeps on rising for at FunkyBazFace, which is excellent. Welcome to Kieran Turner. He's the Crows online media chief there at the Crows. Tweeted him during the week about 
Um, he's got a bit of work to do. He, he does. <laughs> Poor fellow. He gets a bit of Glass half full there with him. Um, there was that NFL fan engagement sign where you can go and have a photo digitally enhanced with all the players. I thought that was a great opportunity. So I sent him a tweet saying, That's good. I know your review might be a few other things in, in, in line, but have a go at this. So he liked that. Mark Glover. Don't know too if much that comes into the Crows next year, surely we get some sort of VIP first chance. Into can it. I just, before we divulge in that, yeah. how many things have we talked about on our podcast that Amazing. come to life? Amazing. I think oh, people must... Another one last week. Yeah. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Baz talk about old style movies. It comes up. Old movie, style movies. Movies peaked. Movies peaked at Boys, 1999. We sound so surprised. I know. We are... There was something on Sportsbet, <laughs> and I can't even remember what it was, but Sportsbet, it's like it hacked our account uh, You said uh, Jordan Goey going to Oktoberfest uh, while he's in Germany. Sure enough, 10 minutes, 10 minutes later, it comes up if on Sportsbet. If we actually had more than 130 people following us, <laughs> we would trend in the Twitter sphere. We would. Anyway, we've got Mark Glover joining us. Jared Walsh from Nova, 5AA, Basel MC to the Stars. Did a great job on you, the McGarry medal. You tweeted him about that, Funky, yep, and he, he enjoyed that. So he's now following Funky Bad's face, which is great. Bazza, you had a great time at Twitter this week. Here's a couple of examples. Oh. Serena Williams. I love Bianca, and she's a great girl, but I think this is the worst match I've played all tournament. You've written back. I'm not sure there is a more unlikable person in world sport. Is it, she's just shocking. She's an sh- absolute shocker, uh, Serena Williams. Like, absolute shocker. Remember when she lost the, the Open against the uh, Naomi, Japanese Naomi girl, Osaka. And then she made her cry. This is her first tournament. She ruined it for her, First win of a major. Mm. And, like, just a shocking person, I reckon. And that's going to what people remember. Not her wins in her 23, nearly you're at Margaret Court. No, no, no. Coming back after no, no, being no. mother. Yeah. yeah, who cares? Who cares about that? Yeah. Uh, Funky, you had a great reply. So, Bazaskan, there's not a more unlikable person in world sport. <laughs> and this is talking tennis. And what, what's your reply? I said, we've got two, and they're male Australian tennis it's players. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, name me one sport <laughs> that stops because of the rain. Name me two sports. <laughs> uh, you tweeted to Brody Smith, Baz, wondering if you got a response. You no said, response. The Charlie walkout, Charlie Cameron referring to, mm. for family reasons, never made, never made sense to me, Brody, and him opening up confuses me even more and obviously talking about their relationship how they're just so close it just has really befuddled me is that how charlie cameron loves all the adelaide crows uh players socializes with them hasn't got family uh in, in, brisbane. in brisbane yeah and he wanted he was desperate to go there i just don't understand i just want to know some sort I, of I, I reckon that what's coming up now with adelaide and the culture and there's potentially 10 players that want to go I think that is appointing to him and Lever and McGovern and bloody. Did you see that article where Charlie Cameron said these are the reasons why I left? It was yeah, a flim, flimsy. Reasons. Yeah, yeah to say he wasn't a guaranteed start, yeah. that was yeah. just awful. Um, he said he was a, um, a witch's. The last one hat. for you, Baz, was you said after talking about the camp. The issue for me is mm. after all this time, I still don't know what happened with that effing camp, as you said. I used to have complete faith and trust in Chapman and Fagan, and now I have none. That's that, true. That is replicated across the supporter base. Yeah. Across. Um, we talked about Ump Chumps giving us a blow-by-blow tweets of a couple breaking up down at the beach. So that was good yes. following that. This happened on Instagram. There was a report put out by 7AFL that said 10 or more players might leave Adelaide at the end of its review, and Rory Laird is one of them. This is a Dwayne Russell report. Eddie Betts liked the story. Mm. It's strange. Mm. What 
anyway. There's so much we don't know about there, but anyway. Yeah. So there's our followers and a couple of Twitter activity this week, uh, Funky Bez. What on face. Now, boys, I've got a flat. Oh, no. I've got oh, a no. flat. Boys, I'm not happy. I'm not happy, boys. You missed the table, boys. I did miss the table. Boys. Oh, he's standing up. We live in a world of the cynic, the naysayers, the critics, and uninformed resident experts. This is just rolling off the People tongue. who love to bring down those who are willing to give their all, those who are aiming to be their best, and sometimes after a mountain of hard work and self-belief, perhaps even the world best. But getting the best out of ourselves, putting ourselves up there on the world stage just isn't enough for some. I'm going to give you some examples. Australian cricketer Mitch Marsh loves playing test cricket for oh, Australia. No. He turned down a $3 million IPL offer to have a chance of playing just one match in this year's Ashes. He says, I always give it my best and I won't give up. Despite this, Marsh says, all Australians hate me. <laughs> Steve Smith, the Bradman of our time, is booed and hissed when he walks out the bat. It's only the fans' awkwardness and fear of being in the minority that they actually stop their booing and grant a standing ovation for what they've just witnessed. Taylor Harris, she's galvanised the movement of women's sport in a sport embedded in a man's domain only for her immortalised image to be subjected to ridicule because our archaic thinkers can only think about which bloke could be better replicated in a Spron's statue. I see you boys both taking notes. Bez. Former Adelaide Crows coach Don Pike just this week found the public criticism and ridicule, many of which he claimed was reported fictitiously, ultimately affected him so much and his family to move away from the role he once previously coveted. And now, one of our own. In last week's I'll Be Nervous If, Bazza Harris ramps up his constant mocking and ridicule of Australia's number one tennis player, Ash Barty. Why do we ridicule others? Why our own? Why do we want to cut down those who are putting it all out there for all to see, aiming to strive for their very best out in public on the world stage? How sad this is, really. <laughs> Rated Australia's best sports person only months ago by one of Australia's most respected journalists. Ash Barty is the fairy tale story, born and raised in a humble home, reaching for the stars, getting to the top and achieving her dreams. Born from an Indigenous dad and an English mum, Barty is that brilliant mix of classic all-rounder who somehow still found her way amongst the elite. Junior netballer, professional cricketer, singles and doubles tennis player. She reached a high ranking of five in the world doubles and sits currently the best singles player in world women's tennis today. Interestingly, Australia's tennis has had two poor examples in elite sport today, and yet fans are polarised in their view on Tomic and Kyrgios, which is strange to me, because all I see is repeated displays of poor sportsmanship, misconduct, and portray the behaviours you hope your kids don't grow up and emulate. Sorry, Ash Barty is the first Australian women's world number one since Yvonne Gulligan-Corley in 1976. More importantly, she provides sports fans and kids around the world with a person to admire. Now, more than ever, we need to get behind her. Wow. When critics often are searching for some foundation to justify their bias, they look for any shred of information to support our cause. So let's deal in facts. After not playing tennis at all for two years, Barty returned amongst tennis elite, winning 79% of her matches in Grand Slams. Upon her return, she won the Women's WTA Elite Trophy, the Miami Open, 
reached quarterfinals Australia Open and then won her first Grand Slam in the French Open this year. Yet, we still question how she got to number one. Is there someone more worthy? How about world number two, Carolina Pliskova? She's never won a Grand Slam, hasn't reached a Grand Slam final for three years. What about world number four, Naomi Osaka? She, like Barty, has won a Grand Slam. But unlike Barty, outside of her Grand success, has never reached a quarter or a semi-final. What about even our own local legend, Leighton Hewitt? We didn't dismiss his number one status. We reveled in his glory, literally joined him puffing his cigar following a US Open win in 2001. <laughs> wow. How did the kid get there? Hewitt reached world number one on the back of his maiden Grand Slam tournament win, and it was not as if he was a regular finalist prior to this, just one semi and one quarter in the three years prior. He then followed up his number one status in the tournament at home, the Australian Open, which saw him bundled out in the first round. This continued a theme for Hewitt in the Australian Open, completing a 62% winning record when playing in front of his home fans. So boys, let's back our own. Back the ones putting it all out there, and if we dare to join in and share the ride with our achievers, we might even bring the best out of ourselves. <laughs> that is... That is some sort of flap. That, that's that's insane. more than a flap. That is just. Did you do any work at all this I, week? <laughs> clearly, Melbourne is just the junket. Oh, wow! <laughs> How's your research? I'll tell you what, How's your research he's taking a bit of water at the moment. He need, he is in all sorts of old old funk. But tell you what, it was very nicely done, right? Very nicely done. Thank now, you. Thank you. He, he has swayed the argument to him in terms of the percentage. Yes, she has won seventy nine percent of her games. But she's playing Bucket Wheel from uh, Port Augusta and Old Mate from Williamstown, right? The facts don't don't change is that she's beaten one t top 20 player. And in terms of the of the number one tennis players in the past, Martina, uh, Ma uh, Hingis, <laughs> Hingis um, Arantxa, all those great number ones, they surely, she couldn't, if she was in a room of them, she would feel a bit uncomfortable. Do you agree with that? Have a look at who she's playing with at the moment. She's the best tennis player. It's not you don't rank your number one based on. I don't reckon Martina would even know who she is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't rank your best number one on the generations. You got to get behind. She's the a lucky person. number one. She's a lucky number Born one. Born and bred Australian, absolutely brilliant. She's number one. You need to back her. Have you said? Are you saying that you've never bagged Mitch Marsh before? I don't think so. Oh! <laughs> I'm going to go through WhatsApp uh, during your next segment, Baz, and hey, I'll see. Isn't that a great story? I, I, I actually love what he said. Me too. I love what he said. How and was that was brilliant. Before he got picked, too, so he knocked back $3 million in it the is, England, yeah. uh, Indian Premier League yeah. to have a chance of playing actually. In that one, he wasn't in a that one answer, he has endeared himself to Australia. Not really because of the wickets, but because of the way he answered it. Because when he said, all of Australians hate me, hate we just me. felt. I don't know, Australians just want to put their arms around him after that, I reckon. You would, no, and Mitch Marsh wasn't thinking he would be a walk-up to get a game. Well, there he goes, and he gets five in the first innings of the last test at the Oval. Uh, how's that going to happen? So that's a remarkable uh, return for him. Boys, yeah. and you're right, that responsibility We need to great. embrace our own, and we need to embrace those who well, are putting half their, our content for putting their podcast display out there. Jeez, mate, that, that is a very well-researched... I don't agree with you, though. Uh, I mean, Ash Barty, to me, is a very poor number one. Yes, it's not her fault. She doesn't put herself number one. But very, very poor, number one. Go on the WTA ranking points, and she is clearly outranking everybody else. Her points... The other thing is, our brother and sisters agree with me. Ups Chumps agrees with me. 
There's a number of, of face agrees with you. Face, yeah, there's a number <laughs> there's of that, that agree with me that Ash Barty is sort of, certainly not your ideal. Um, so you one. mentioned Marsh, Steve Smith. We all agree with that. The booing and the ridicule that he's copped and Warner's copped, um, but the fact that Smith's copped it when you know he was in charge, he didn't actually do it. Taylor Harris and the statue. They could have picked it. Yes, it's a moment. It's a movement for for women's footy. So that's probably why. But a statue is probably a bit too far, in my opinion. Mate, pipe criticism. I think a statue is ridiculous for that. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but give her a poster or something, or give her. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll help. <laughs> this is showing that women have a equal place as men a in elite sport. Give Erin Phillips a statue. I completely agree. Well, that, that's that's the one, fine. That's the Let, one you let's need give her a statue. Let's yeah. put one in Adelaide Oval. I'm not knocking that. Yeah, I, I think it was like a statue is is in history is for the only the extreme elite. Extreme elite, not for someone that does a high kick. No, and, I don't and, think she should have a statue. And for um, high performance over a long, a period, long period, period of time. time. That's not, right. It cheapens other statues. Not perhaps thirty games, forty games. No. So a, games, a, games, a, a girl can walk up there, and they know. But, but they might get inspired by it, Funky. Absolutely, because they'll see her as a role model. Put Erin Phillips there, but it, yeah. well, to me, let's put Erin Phillips in front of Adelaide Oval and get to keep Taylor Harris in Federation Square. I don't think Taylor Harris, in all honesty, yeah. she would be a little bit embarrassed by that. If you were really honest with it, when, when you're seeing Barassi and um, Bartlett and all yeah. those ones around the MCG and Taylor Harris, oh, it's just to me, it's a bit icky. Like it, it's just not quite right. Yes, the women's movement's great, and you know we want numbers in there. Yes, and... the women's great, but that uh, women's movement isn't good enough to give them a statue. Not not, not for someone that played yet. like twenty games and does a high kick. But it and she hasn't dominated the, the game either. It's a story behind it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I agree. It's, because it's, 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 so Taylor Harris said, "It's not just about me; it's about the story that comes with it." And the fact mm. that she was criticised, she was criticised for a girl. For I showing criticised because of a statue. For showing her <laughs> skill, she was criticised a girl for showing her skill. Whilst the AFL removed it to remove criticism, and then they thought that's not the message that we want to portray. We want to promote it. Right. A lot of research there, Funk. No, nah, um, it was a fantastic flat. Get, get busy on your next journey to Melbourne, boys. <laughs> Baza, team of the week. Another, well, one. Another well, one. I went for a little run the other week because I'm not sure if no one knows this, but we're actually doing a marathon next year. Funky and myself, we've asked Face to do it, and uh, Face has yeah, when you say we declined, uh, which is disappointing. I'll, so, I'll be your water boy. But anyway, we're doing a marathon. So I'll start. <laughs> so you run alongside us. <laughs> <laughs> I bought some new shoes. We're doing a marathon next year, so I've just started a little run. And on my run during the week, um, I saw a poster. Right, and the poster had "Last Blood." Sylvester Stallone <laughs> is bringing out Last Blood, yeah. right? The man's about 145 years old. Like, he is he is done. I mean, he's had a bit of plastic surgery. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, uh, First Blood was brought out on the 3rd of December, 1982. <laughs> now, 1982 to 2019, that's a long time ago. How many years is that, first? It's a long time ago. So he's come back. Like, he would be in the mid-70s, and he's doing Last Blood. Like, what is he doing? Is he... Is he like chasing after bad guys in a wheelchair or something? I, I don't know. Like he, he must be in all sorts. There won't be too many monologues from Sylvester, I wouldn't imagine, because you can't understand what he's saying at best times. But what it's probably means to do, boys, is to have a team of the week of worst <laughs> comebacks ever. Because I reckon Sylvester Stallone, you can't be doing that at that age. You can't be doing a, some sort of action movie. So worst uh, comebacks ever. 
right. back, from the back pocket. Kaz from the Harris. forward pocket. Okay, so forward pocket in my <laughs> worst comebacks ever is Rove. Right? Went away yes. from TV. Yes. He's come back after two weeks, right? Sacked. That's Gone. disappointing for Rove. I felt disappointing. Sorry for him, actually. I actually quite I quite enjoyed that actually. Mm. I don't really like Rove. Yeah. No. No, he's not funny anymore. No, he's not funny. What the ba- bad jokes, yeah. yeah. Bad bad jokes. <clears throat> uh, full forward, Michael Jordan. Yeah, from baseball. Baseball, baseball and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and come back to basketball, yeah. Washington Wizards, not the same as what he was, which is yeah. high standard, so a bit harsh. Sorry, Michael, if you listening. <laughs> he won't be. Uh, forward pocket, a bit harsh to put in the forward pocket because this is a man mountain. Tony Lockett. Sensational yeah. player. The Swans went off, came back, played half season, no good, uh, too old, too yeah. slow, and he knew that and he retired. So he yeah. once he knew he was done, gone. Yeah. Uh, half forward flank, despite you might know, Scott Harris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Scott Harris took some time away, went to the Walkerville Cats, all right, Walkerville Cats, and signed up with them. Uh, so he played in the grand final, uh, things didn't go his way in the grand final, and cried. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hang on, I haven't finished I'm, I'm yet. I'm not, sure, not sure you've me. mentioned that. All right, so he cried, and then he played on. He tried to get that elusive grand final yes. victory yeah. Top uh, year. with the Walkerville Cats. Top year. Broke his kneecap, yes. right? This big... Yes. smashed yeah. through his kneecap, broke his kneecap. So, come back. Hasn't lost done grand final, ounce of activity since. Cried, cried when others needed his hardship and his support. Yeah. Cried like a little baby yeah. by himself and then broke his kneecap. I actually broke my hand at the start of that year too. So, that was a good year. Right. Uh, Centre half forward. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Terrible Oh, comeback. that's a great call. Terrible comeback. Great they came, actually came back on a Wednesday night. Daryl Summers did all those gags like, ha, ha, that brought him back the same gags. Yeah. No one laughed. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's Wednesday? Or yeah, hey, it's Wednesday. It was terrible, yeah. yeah. Uh, half forward flank, Dennis Lilly. One of the great Australian bowlers. Finished up. Tasmania recruited him. Yeah, good call. Played yeah. for Tasmania. Had a lot of back <laughs> back issues as yes, well. Yes, terrible. Yeah. Still had the headband, but terrible yep, for Tasmania. Yeah. This is a bit of a harsh one, boys, but I think it's very topical at the moment. Matt Harris? On the wing. <laughs> <No>. David <laughs> Warner. Okay. Bit of silence there, boys. <laughs> been away from the game. He's been woeful. Come back. I think, have you missed the centerman? No, he's just been no, going just, to No, oh. I'm about to go into yeah. it. I think he did. Yeah, David uh, Warner. Uh, I'll give you that one. Martina Hingis, boys. I'm not sure your tennis <laughs> knowledge is that great, especially you, Funky. But uh, in, she t- retired in 2003. 2006 made a comeback. 2007, got done for cocaine. Gone. Uh, now, boys, this is a bit of a weird one because I don't have a lot of knowledge on this, but I have, have some intel on this one is that Windows bought out Nokia in 2012. Nokia used to be the phone yes, of choice. Yes, they did. Yep. Right? Windows bought them, bought them out, and they wanted to take out the iPhone. That was their goal, was mm-hmm. to, to smash the iPhone. Uh, that didn't work. Windows and Nokia just went down. How did you get that? Because uh, you, you are a technology... <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, boys. I did my research, boys. <laughs> back, on the you back plane, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson? Movie star. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good comeback. But he uh, fought Buster Douglas after being in jail for, for rape. Uh, fought Buster Douglas and that went out straight away. Knocked out straight away. Yeah, out straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Centre half back, boys. This hurts me to say this. MZ? Matt Harris. MZ would be. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Carey. With the Crows? With yeah. the Crows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. didn't really go to plan for him, did it? Like, he thought this would be, you know, the last piece of the puzzle yeah. for the Crows. Yeah. We've had a few pieces of that puzzle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, There's another team that have done that I too. think they were in the Grand Hotel, I think, those pieces. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few stories there. Yeah. Uh, and the half-back flank, other one, Meatloaf. Yeah. Okay. 
had a bit of That's a tumble away. Had a tumble away. AFL Grand Final was their comeback. It didn't really work for them. Uh, back pocket. Uh, Sharapova got done for drugs. Came yeah, back. Yeah. No good. Yeah. Full back. Bit of a weird position, but that's just where I put him. Ben Cousins. Strange and full back. Yeah. <laughs> ben Cousins. Yeah, for Richmond. Yeah. Yep. Richmond, no good. Oh, he pinged that hamstring uh, bad, didn't he, in that Back pocket. Yet? This is harsh. Jack Trengo. Nice guy. Bit, bit like Ash Barty. Nice guy, but uh, just. I th- thought he was going to win the McGarry medal this year, and. Yeah. He missed too many games, I think, through injury. But, boys, that is my team of the week of failed comebacks. Well done, mate. That was very, very good. If there's an opportunity for any more team of the week to be invented, (laughs) I don't think there is. And if there was a greater opportunity to insert yourself into your own content, that would have been it. (laughs) How many comebacks have you made now? Three? But but quite handy comebacks, boys. No, your your last one was horrendous. Pulled your hamstring, got knocked in the head. Yeah, I got best player of the week before. Yeah. You're only as good as your last game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what well up, mate? Uh, would you rather... I think I've got some would you rather. Boys, big week in sport. Would you rather Dunstall and Pavlich being leading your club's external review or leading your club? Given the options of what we've got now, Eaton to Adelaide... Well, isn't leading your club's review leading your club? No, not no, full-time. making recommendations to the board. Uh, look, Pavlich probably doesn't have the runs on the board in terms of leading the club, uh, a club, but Dunstall definitely does. The, he the, chose Clarkson the, for Hawthorne. The, the governance of Adelaide needs to change. Chapman needs to go. It's it's remarkable. They've overseen a lot of coaches that have... Overseen a there. lot of issues. A lot of issues in that club for 10 years and, and still hasn't improved. You'd rather have Dunstall and... I'd rather have Dunstall. Probably not Pavlich, but you know, in some sort of capacity, definitely. It needs to be a change of leadership there, doesn't it? I didn't quite understand the question, but I'm just going to yeah. go with the first. Okay. Right. Uh, Baz, this one's just for you, mate. Yeah. Would you rather your good mate, your bro- um, funky oh. Baz and face brother and sister, Scotty Burns, oh, yeah. fulfil his dream of being an AFL coach? Prepared to cop the crit. Yeah, seen the heat. It's, it's massive, great, it's isn't it? It's a great call because I've actually been thinking or, about this all week. Would you rather him stay as an assistant, remove himself from the criticism? Well, I've actually been thinking about this all week. This is a great would you rather because I have been thinking about this a lot this week because everyone's been talking about Scott Burns uh, being coach. It'd be great to see him fulfil his dream of, of coaching an AFL side, but gee, I, I'm going to hate hearing the criticism and the you know Burns out and all this stuff and seeing his family and that. Yeah, I don't know, like. Yeah, I, I probably, to be honest with you, if I could be completely honest, I'd rather him probably do it somewhere else, just yeah. because of, of, yeah. of my attachment to it. Uh, but if he does, then it'd be brilliant for him, and we'll just back him the whole way, and you know, like hopefully he succeeds in that. But I've just seen what it does to other coaches, so yeah. I have been thinking about it quite a lot this week. So I, hope, I mean, if he does, it would be incredible that your friend is is coaching an AFL. No one in that ladder has been able to shield themselves from criticism at any time. So it's it's coming regardless, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's very you know, very. You tough look at even the, even the good ones like Chris Scott's got a hammering this week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, Clarkson... Incredi- incredibly tough environment, Adelaide, and especially now when the club seemingly appears to be in turmoil from players wanting mm. to leave, administration, um, just so many lingering issues that haven't been dealt with and and um, truthfully owned up to. It's a tough environment for someone to come in fresh into. into. Would you rather 10-year experience coach Ross Lyon or Brad Scott coach a team, or would you rather go with an untried? No. 
I've gone untried, yeah. but that untried's got to be experienced. If that, if that makes sense, like so that the untried has to have, like Scotty Burns has had Beyond Collingwood, he's had West Coast, he's had Hawthorne, so he's had some excellent grounding. People are talking about Michael Godden. Like I know you got experience, but to me, he's got yeah. He, Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like a, a new, fresh coach, which is going to play the kids, and I'm happy to cut, cop the losses for a little bit if, if we play the kids. Agree. Yeah. There's no way in the world the Crows would choose Michael Gordon. Well, no, no he's, Brett, Brett Bigland's on radio was saying that. Yeah, like, but he's coached yeah. at AFL as assistant for one year. That Brett Bigland's yeah, ridiculous. There's much more to yeah. AFL coach than just coaching. There's so much more to it now. You got one place. Would you rather be Brisbane or Geelong this weekend? Both finished one and two. One of them, or both of them, likely facing straight sets, exits, and finals. They've put in a massive year, minor round, could go out in straight sets. I don't think I'd rather be either of them, to be honest. Uh, Brisbane, for me, I think they're a massive chance at the Gabba against... Giants? Yeah, massive chance. Giants look They've like got great. next week. Giants yeah. looked great last week. Um, yeah, big, uh, big, big week of games coming yeah. up. There's a massive, Geelong, massive thing now. with uh, straight sets, exits, though. Aren't there? And I actually thought this year, because that top four, I, I couldn't have separated any of the top four. Mm. I think there's a there was a big chance whoever lost the first was quite likely to also, you know, it, it's a big chance you could lose. Geelong's last six weeks exits. was really poor in terms of how they were at the start of the year. They were dominating at the start of the year. They yeah. were April, May, June premiers, weren't they? They were playing yeah. such good footy. It was like they couldn't lose a game. And sure enough. Um, injuries or whatever happened and they started to drop a couple so uh, under the pump tonight against West Coast um, at the MCG mm. facing fresh fines very oh, good on the fines uh, well actually I do have a I'd be nervous yeah. if are we uh, doing that one boys let's do it you know who I'd be nervous if if I was a North Melbourne uh, list manager and I've just signed on Todd Goldstein to three years at 32 years old I think that's unprecedented boys I don't think that's ever been done before that a, a 32 year old and I'd like to be told otherwise Sean has Morgan. signed a three Sorry? Sean Bergwin how many no, he one. gets his ones one. like everyone gets ones but they've signed him for three. three and I don't think I know he's had a decent year but I don't think he's had a great last two or three years it's a big risk and, and, he and was almost you know Geelong have offered him a four year deal it's incredible mm. for someone that's I mean I know he's a good player but doesn't geez. say much for Stanley when they offer Goldstein. Yeah, I think they're desperate. Goldstein was almost done, I reckon, not last year, but the year before. He was almost finished. Yeah. And somehow he's been able to resurrect yeah. himself. He's done well. Maybe under Reece Shaw too. That might reinvigorate him rather yeah. than um, under Brad Scott. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that is that is a long contract for a Ruckman. Bloody hell, yeah. Uh, any other? No, I'll be fine. Uh, fresh finds, boys. So this week it was National Are You OK Day. Um, obviously, the the message out there is to check in on your friends, families, and colleagues by simply asking, "Are you okay?" Um, if you're unsure, there's this principle called ALEC. So it, it stands for Ask, Listen, Encourage, Action, and Check In. A L E C. So if uh, anyone out there uh, can help a mate or you need it yourself, use that principle and uh, make sure you check in or have a chat with someone. Bloody credit to you two outstanding blokes too, who messaged me just to check how I was and I took did you ask me face if I was okay no I didn't ask oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet jeez I know how you're going mate you're going fine mate. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me all the time <laughs> how good is it I 
Hang on, did you ask me? I didn't ask you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up my phone and checked it with a mate. So you boys encouraged my action. So well done to you boys. Uh, Brilliant response too, Funky. No, very Enjoyed good. That. Um, cricket this week. So there's been lots, obviously, with uh, Australia retaining the Ashes. Which how brilliant was that, boys? That was just fantastic. I've been event. captivated with this year's Ashes. That oh. last hour, Cummings, Stark, um, all the things that happened, the events after it was the, just the real celebrations. Hard work, guts, yeah. Old Chompers, Tony Jones getting uh, smashed on the Today Show by yeah. Yeah, Marcus Harris. It's good to see. Yeah. A couple of tweets about the cricket. So Steve Smith, this came from theunsportsman.com. Steve Smith is now the leading test run scorer for this calendar year, despite missing seven months. Good seven months, and he's the leading test run scorer. Uh, unfathomable, really. It's nice, isn't it? Uh, Pat Cummins now has a bowling average of 17.24 in England. Did he used to be that good, Pat Cummins? Did he? He's just, just injured. I reckon Pat Cummins, right, about the five to ten years ago, him and Patterson were the next big things. And we could just never yeah. get them on the park at the same time. Yeah. And they've come in, and Lang has been able to rotate their players. So it's brilliant seeing come. He won the uh, Bradman Medal last year. Uh, the Whatever they call the Border Medal, Alan Border Medal. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I never really know that he was that good. Well, then... Michael Vaughan said he's the best bowler he's ever seen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, this was from Dave Middleton. It said, it's the best figures of Cummins by an Aussie in England for 129 years. So Even clearly... better than Terry Alderman when he got out Graham Goose. <laughs> 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 oh, he's got him again. Yeah. Uh, there's a great one from Ryan Simmons. He tweeted out Peter Siddle after day one, which was just, it looked horrendous like they'd been partying all uh, yeah, the last yeah. few days. He said... Can he just retire already? He can't bowl, he can't field, and he can't eat meat because obviously that's referring to Siddle, <laughs> a massive vegetarian, and just eats bananas. I thought Siddle was good in the series early, but he's absolutely fallen away. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah he's, he was very handy. Uh, Dave Lloyd, who's a Funky Bears face follower, Lloydy. Um, Lloydy. he said, If my wife Dave left Lloyd. me for Pat Cummins, I'll be devastated. Devastated if they didn't invite me over for dinner occasionally. Yeah, they <laughs> so they like that. Um, next, uh, Fresh Fine Boys, Ainsley Football Club. Over in Canberra, yeah, four grand finals they've won the last four years. Well, I like this stuff. I love, I love these stories. Oh. Captain of the last two. Yeah, he's known to us. Boys. Yes, I know who this is. Aaron Wilds, the yes. son of Nutter Dallas Wilds. Yes, um, has been captain of the last two grand finals there. Um, Ainsley won thirteen seven eighty five to Bell Connan three eleven twenty nine. Just Smash just snuck in. Bell Connan, uh, one of their midfielders, won the medal. Um, for the year, but Ainsley were far too good over the year. So 57-point win over the Magpies. Bill Connon had three teams in the grand final uh, on grand final day. How many did they win? None. 0.0. So that would be an awful... Mm. I think uh, one of them might How have cried, that, mate. I reckon that, after they lost the grand final. They might have cried? Yeah, they How did that cried. club go... They probably wouldn't have cried. How did that <laughs> club go that... Um, the guy with the knee, he didn't get a reconstruction one from uh, his brothers. Uh, Hallahan, he's yeah. um, in the grand final this week. Okay. So we'll see. That's, um, I can't think of the name now. They're red and white. But All he has to do is a, is a jammo and run out in the field and then he, he's, he's there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, he's got heaps of AFL, former AFL players on his side. They should, should win. Funky, I'll ask you this question. Yes. And Baz, just stay quiet for a second. Yeah. What does Daniel Healy, Mark McKinnon, Peter Vardy, Luke McCabe, Tim Cook have in common with our very own Baza Harris. Well, all but uh, Peter Vardy played in a sense. <coughs> excuse me, choking on your uh, question. 
It's Fred. Um, <laughs> Peter Vardy didn't play in the Central's Premiership, but all the rest have. Except for Baz. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what that is in common with. There was a tweet from CDFC 2019. They tweeted up the Central District Football Club under 19 squad versus the Teal Cup squad from 1992. Yes. The Central District's coach was Phil Ashmead. Yes. So Baz, I, I'd like to hear a couple of stories about this mm. in a sec. Yeah. The Teal Cup squad was coached by Russell Ebert. Yeah. So Central's team, you had, is it, is it Gary Ellis? Craig Cotter, mm. Justin Beresford, Justin Cassidy, Lee Swiderski, the Wiz, yes. as his name. Yes. The Teal Cup team, how's this for some names? Mick Godden, now Crow's assistant, Sam Smart, Luke Darcy, Demetrius Steinert, who played in that free, uh, Freeling yeah. Grand Final, yeah. uh, which we beat him. Nathan Tate, Brian Binky, Shane Bond, uh, Shay Cockatoo-Collins, Adam Huskis was yes. in the Teal Cup squad. So you've played a representative curtain raiser before a Crows game. Is that right? Central yes. District's under 19s yes. against the Teal Cup squad. Yes. How did you and how did you get number four in that yes. list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Marty Should have McKinnon. Been like 94. <laughs> against Marty yeah. McKinnon, against Peter Vardy. Um, who else is in your side that's played AFL? Uh, a lot of Central District. Yeah, no, I, I do remember players. I mean that I've spoken about this before that I felt very um, inadequate to be in the, in that side playing on you know on Footy Park and but it was just great because the only reason I got into those side was because I just worked masked and I wouldn't go away. Mm. So they put me in there and I was just a hard-nosed battle defender and then eventually, yeah, they just... But, but that's brilliant, though. Yeah, that, that's uh, brilliant. I, yeah, it was good. It was it was great to be involved in that. And, um, yeah, I certainly learned a huge amount and then come back to Barossa, a heaps better player for it. Um, interestingly, one of the guys uh, tweeted Daniel Healy and said, how'd you go in this game? He goes, oh, I kicked six against an All-Australian, which turned out to be an Amhuskis in that game. So not sure if you remember uh, Healy going nuts. I don't remember that. But the coach, Rod Ashmead, we went to Victor Harbour on a camp. Uh, <laughs> and one of the guys, uh, Richard Marr, got drunk on the way down in the bus. So Ashmead was absolutely furious. He was a stickler, this bloke, too, He was wasn't a stickler. He? Richard so, Marr, number nine. Yeah, yeah, so he went nuts on us. He woke, woke us up at 5 a.m. Hey, and this is, I'm only like, I'm oh, young. I, I know I'm, you're I'm saying young. Young. Hands off, cocks, get on your socks. And we ran and we ran. And honestly, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life. Bryzy <laughs> came down to pick me up, and I was just a shell of a person. I thought, how good is that, that mm. I've actually completed this? Yeah. But he, he just ripped into us hard. Because it was old school, no water, just run and run and run and push-ups, soft sand and run some more. Because how dare you disrespect the club in getting drunk and you won't pay for it, all your teammates will pay. And we had to get up and tell a joke at um, oh, at, at, at the night time, just to lighten the mood a bit. I do remember my joke. It was <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I said... I went up there, cause I'm, and I don't know any of these blokes, right? And I said this joke. I said, I still remember it. And I said, what's hit more balls than Pat Cash's racket? <laughs> Elton John's chin. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, How long on earth did you come up with that? Oh, and, like, I was nervous saying it. And, like, <laughs> this is coming from a guy that was a dead set virgin. I hardly had any pubes on me at the time. <laughs> like, did you say it like quiet and quick that no one? Oh uh, yeah, I just anyway. wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah, you had the yeah. voice down pat, actually. Yeah, like all these big older guys are there. I'm youngest there, and yeah, oh, <laughs> shit. yeah, it was it was a big learning curve though. <laughs> very good, very uh, good great way to finish, boys. Good to be back again. 
um, the finals are going to be embedded into our culture in the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to building up to grand final. Very interesting to see how this West Coast Geelong game finishes up. Yep. And obviously day two in the cricket. Very good. Enjoy your sport. Thanks, boys. Brothers and sisters, see ya.